This is Histories and Mysteries. I'm Ashley. And I'm Rochelle. And you might notice that we are missing a familiar name here this evening. We Unfortunately, are. Jess cannot be with us, but we do want her to know that we are thinking of her. And we can't wait to have her back. Yeah, she's been having a rough week. Um, her grandmother passed away. And then a few days later, she had to put her dog down. So she just needed some time to mentally, emotionally recoup. And so she's taken the week off. So on today's episode, I don't know why I like have this need to go so formal with it. <laughs> um, today, oh fuck, on the podcast, <laughs> I'm like second guessing myself. <laughs> so this evening, Ashley will be telling you about the stalking of Christy Moore. Mm-hmm. And I will be sharing some disturbing messages real people have received in letters and texts. Ooh, that sounds creepy. So stalking and creepy messages. Creepy Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, so I'm going to dive in. So this is from the show Obsession, Dark Desires. Mm. <laughs> um, it was actually a really creepy story, though, because as I'm sure you know, Rochelle, in the true crime community, we we all know that stalking isn't necessarily always taken as seriously as it should be. And I think it really scary. Oh, yeah. Christy's story starts in September 2005 in Manans, New York. Uh, she was living with her boyfriend, Shane, at the time. And she said he was super devoted to her. I would like do anything for her. And then um, she found out she was pregnant And he was hesitant at first, but then, like, once he, you know, kind of accepted the thought of it, he was very excited. And they began planning for their new baby. They eventually decided that Christy needed to sell her car because it was too small to fit a car seat in the back. And, Rochelle, I don't know if you have much experience with car seats, but they're fucking huge. They take up (laughs) so much room. So she's like, this car's not going to work. So she put a sign in her window that just said, like, for sale, call Christy, my number. And she said she lived in a really small town. So she just, you know, everybody knew everybody. So she figured, you know, someone would see it and they would buy it. And um, she would know it was going to a good home because that was her baby. Aww. <laughs> so uh, she also went over to her mom's a lot. And one day she was over at her mom's. Um, and she decided to pick up food from a place called Joey's Pizza. She picked up her food, paid, left, and that should have been it. Later that night, she wanted more pizza because she's pregnant. So, you know, <laughs> and so they ordered more pizza from the place. And this time they had it delivered. Uh, <laughs> I put in my notes here, weird documentary. So in the interview, it literally looks like she's in this abandoned warehouse that they're interviewing her in. And it has like paint chipping off the window or like the walls. And there's like this weird siding. There's like holes. It's really, really weird. And then in the reenactments, like a few times they have her just like sitting on her bed, brushing her hair. Like, (laughs) I don't know a time that I've ever just sat on my bed brushing my hair. No, (laughs) no. So I just thought the whole thing was really weird. But anyway, Um, so that night after she leaves her mom's, she receives a phone call and when she answers it she hears heavy breathing on the other end and then finally a distorted voice was like clearly using some kind of voice distorting machine and he said hello christy and she said who is this 
And then this is pretty explicit. So just a little bit of a warning if you have kids in the car right now. Um, he said, why don't you get on the bed and have get your boyfriend to go down on you? And she said, you're disgusting and hung up. He then called back and she answered again. And he said, put the phone up close so I can hear him sucking on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In that like machine voice. Oh, it was so creepy. And so she told her boyfriend, he said, oh, it's probably just some kids messing around. Like they never believe the woman. They never believe him. And so he's like, oh, they're probably just messing around some kids, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And he ignored it. Well, later on, the phone rings again. And this time Shane answers it. And the voice is telling him to put Christy on the phone. I don't want to talk to you. I'm going to tell her what to do. And so obviously Shane's pissed. He tells him not to call again. The next morning, just a regular morning, Shane went off to work. And as soon as he left, Christy gets another phone call. The voice says, good morning, Christy. Do you want to go for a drive? Uh, she said she was going to go get Shane and the voice said, but he just left. So she knew at this point that he was watching her. So she quickly left her house and got into her car. And as she was getting ready to speed off, she got another call and he said, what's the rush, Christy? You should at least put some makeup on. And then he said, well, actually, you look much better with no makeup. He then went on to describe what she was wearing, how her hair was, and even chastised her for being pregnant and not having a seatbelt on. So super freaked out, she drove off to her mom's. When she got her there, she told her mom that this guy keeps calling her and she thinks someone's following her. And of course, her mom didn't believe her until her mom's landline rings and it's the guy. So not only does he have Chrissy's cell phone number, he now has her mom's home phone number. He tells her to put Christy on the phone. Her mom hangs up the phone and leave the ho- they both leave the house. Um, when they're in the car, he calls again and says, hey, where are you going? I want to talk. Um, she yells at him to stop calling and speeds off. He keeps calling and calling. And finally, she stops answering. Uh, while on the drive, she calls Shane and told her to st- he told her to stay with her mom, not to answer her phone, and that he would take care of it. They went to the mall in the back to her mom's where they contacted the police, but they said it's not a crime and they always stop in the end. So just ignore them, which is not true. They do not always. St- well, I mean, maybe by murdering you. <laughs> um, so she said the only thing she could do to make her feel safe was getting bullets for her gun that she kept with her at all times at the house. So fast forward a month, Christy has been getting several hundred phone calls a day from this guy. And she said that a lot of people were like, well, why don't you just change your phone number? But she's like, well, he had my phone number. He had my mom's landline number. He knew where I lived. Like, it wouldn't be hard for him just to get my new number. So she's fed up. She finally answers and says, stop calling me. And he said, now, don't be like that, Christy. I think you'll really like me when we meet. And she said, it's not going to happen. He said, oh, yes, it will. And it's up to you whether it will be a good meet or a bad meet. So he basically just threatens her. Good meat or bad meat. Exactly. Good steak or bad steak. Bad steak. steak. <laughs> uh, so two weeks after that, uh, Christy was driving to the mall for some baby clothes and he caught, he was obviously just calling again and she answered and he said, you're in the wrong lane. You need to be in the right lane for the mall. So he was following her in her car. 
So she pulled over, went home, locked all of her doors and windows and walked through her house, carrying her shotgun, making sure he wasn't there. She said at times the back door would be left open and she swears that he was in her house. At one point, she said to him, if you're such a tough guy, why don't you use your real voice? So he did. He said, hello, Christy, in his real voice and hung up. And her heart dropped because she didn't know the voice. So who could it be? Like, she didn't know him. Okay, so this next part's kind of sad. I'm not going to get too into it, but it has to do with a dog. So if you want, (laughs) fast forward 30 seconds. Can I? (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) So three weeks after this, her boyfriend got her a puppy. Um, but they keep, he keeps following her to places like the grocery store and the gas station. And so she decides to stay at her mom's for a while. So she wouldn't be alone. Um, and I guess that's not the bad part about the puppy puppy parts coming up, but she got a puppy. So that's exciting. She named her Alexis. Um, so while she's at her mom's, he calls and says, dinner looks lovely. Can I join? And so everyone who was in the house at the time, it was her mom, her stepdad, some siblings and Shane all run out and they're like looking all over for, you know, whoever didn't look like they belonged there. Cause she, like she said, it was a small town. You knew everybody. So they were like knocking on doors, looking for people they didn't recognize. They were stopping people in the streets, but they never could figure out who it was the next day. Um, okay. This is where it gets bad about the puppy. The next day, the guy steals the puppy. And they look all around for her. They posted up posters and they couldn't find her. And I'm just going to skip to what happens to the puppy that it's later on the story, but I'm just going to get over with now. So um, fast forward 30 seconds. Um, The puppy, they find her outside. She's been severely abused. She's peeing all over herself. And um, Christy ended up giving her away because every time she saw her, she thought of the guy. So I don't know what happened to the puppy after that, but sad. Okay, so um, so now that he did go in her backyard and he did steal the dog, um, that was a crime. So the police took her seriously. And they went to her house to try and catch him. They were like snuck into the back door. And then like one guy came through the front door but said he was like a repairman. And they were all waiting for him to call. Sure enough, he did. And he knew that they were police and he knew that they were there. So it didn't work. Two weeks later, the police had another plan. They told her to this. I don't. They told her to drive into a dark alley on a dead end road where no one was around and just like get out of her car and walk around hoping he would like come to get her, I guess. So basically using her as like bait. Um, And he does call while she's out there. He said he knew the cops were there again and that she was just making it worse for herself and told her to go home. Um. So they tried another plan and I don't know why they didn't do this in the first place, but he called again. So mind you, this has been months of this guy calling several, she said almost 500 times a day. And she said, if she didn't answer that, when she did answer, he'd be really like mad and like call her a bitch and like become unhinged. So she was almost scared not to answer. So the police finally said, all right, you know what? We are going to take the cell towers to pinpoint his location um, which, again, I don't know why they didn't do in the first place, but they finally did this and they found him. When he was arrested, he was on his computer looking at Facebook pictures of her and like doing things to himself. Uh, so they knew it was him. <laughs> 
And come to find out he worked at that Joey's pizza place and that's how he found her. And that's how he knew her mom's number and where her mom lived and was able to figure out where she lived. Oh yeah. Yeah. In court, he read a letter apologizing to her and said that he never meant to cause harm. And it was a joke that got out of control. I don't think so. Right. (laughs) So his name was John Crickshank. He was charged with stalking, aggravated harassment, and he was convicted of rape of another person. So he had already raped someone. Michelle. Yeah. He only served three years in jail. What the fuck? Three. (sighs) Yeah. So apparently he hasn't bugged her since. Um, It's been seven years since this happened and she hasn't heard from him. And, you know, her and her boyfriend are still together and they have a seven-year-old little girl now. So everything's good for them. But I just could not believe he only got three years for that. Ah, fuck. That's insane to me. But that is the story of stalking of Christy Moore. Wow. Um, and that is why I always let my phone go to voicemail. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Not like there's any, like, I thought I'm worth stalking. Like, um, there's nothing that cool about me. Um, <laughs> Same. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, no. Answering the phone, it's just, why? Why do we gotta, why do we gotta do that? Yeah, if I don't know a number, I do not answer it. <laughs> so um, I have, I'll just come out and say it. <laughs> I made a mistake this week and I had a story prepared that I was so excited about. And oh, I was no. so sure had not been done before on the podcast. Even scrolled through Spotify just to make sure and I didn't see it so but just as we were starting to record this <laughs> evening, <laughs> I had another look through that Spotify <laughs> list and I saw something caught my eye. And when I clicked on it, lo and behold, Jess had already done it. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a cheat week for me. So I'm sorry. I promise I'll do better. <laughs> I'm Uh, just really impressed that you found something to be honest. So, (laughs) so um, this is a thoughtcatalog.com article and it uh, came from an ask Reddit. Ooh. So the first one, my dad's ex kept sending me letters asking me to let her exhume my paternal grandparents grave because she believed they cursed her. What? Oh, no. She got in a Facebook account and kept sending me long messages and once offered to let me sleep with her if I told her where their graves were. Was she hot? Like, was that a good offer? Or <laughs> When I kept refusing, she threatened to call the police on me. I just called an uncle of mine who was a police officer and told him everything. My dad knew she was off kilter. My uncle had me ignore her, block her, but keep the messages as evidence. Stopped hearing from her after that. She was put in prison a year later for a different crime. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. At 
About 11 p.m., a family friend texts me this. This is accurately as this person remembers it. Look, I thought I could do it. I can't. It's been six months since it happened, and nobody even cares anymore. He's just a kid. I do not want to be any further involved. Ask someone else. About 30 seconds later, oh, sorry, that was just a mistake. I meant to send that to my brother. We're just messing around. What? (laughs) What is going on there? I wonder if they ever found out what that meant. (laughs) Yeah, that's scary. Yeah. This happened when I was around 16 or 17. I was on a bus and in my school sport uniform. Then I got a text from an unsaved number asking, are you not cold in those thin clothes? <gasps> it was a chill morning. Ugh. So I looked around inside the bus and immediately got another text. Stop looking. You're not going to find me. Ew. I hate everything about that. That sounds like the my story I just did. Yeah. On Tinder, from someone less than a kilometer away, whilst I was living away from home and walking around a lot from the library to my house alone, I've got a knife and a penis, and one of them is going inside you tonight. What? Oh, wow. That's terrifying. Like, it's not supposed to be a a turn on or like a (laughs) threat. Both, Rochelle. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. One of my neighbors messaged me asking if I had recently been on the elevator because he could smell it, said I was clearly ovulating, very fertile, (gasps) and that triggered his male senses. There's like 60 apartments in my building, but he was right. Creeped me out. That makes me want to vomit that's like very much a hello clarice and but the, the fact too that he was right yeah oh man that's like this is gonna be like tmi but like every girl knows it's like the biggest fear you have yes. like when you have your period is that like people are gonna smell it yes yes 100 so now that this guy is like i I can can. smell you. (laughs) (laughs) A dude chose to open a conversation by declaring, I have beautiful eyes. He also included a picture. It wasn't of his eyes. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Hoping it was just some hoping it was just someone fucking with me. Note dropped in my locker in 10th grade with a pretty simple, quite creepy poem. It read, Roses are red, violets are blue. If you ever feel alone, I'm always watching you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's not romantic at all. <laughs> I once received a text that said, I, can, I cannot wait to make love to your rotting, beautiful corpse. Oh. I'm unsure of who sent it, if it was meant for me or if it was a distasteful prank from someone I knew, but it certainly sent chills down my spine. If that was a prank, that's not funny. <laughs> oh. Ugh. I got a text from a wrong number and all he said was, he won't be bothering you anymore. I took care of it. Okay. I've seen things like that before where like, it's like a challenge, like text us to a random number and see what they say. So maybe it was like one oh, of those, yeah. you know. Have you tried to find your n- number neighbor? The person that has like your oh phone number but like one off no i haven't have you no <laughs> i don't like talking to people like that i know <laughs> let alone strangers so <laughs> yeah, no. 
Last year, I was idly wasting away my afternoon when I got a message notification on Facebook. I opened it up and it was a 20-year-old guy saying, are you in parentheses my full legal name? No one really knows my full name, so I figured this kid knew me. I opened up his page and he lives halfway across the states from me. We have no mutual friends, and as far as I can tell, we would have had no way to ever meet. I responded, yeah, to which he responds, I'm going to fucking murder you. I'm 27 years old, not terribly paranoid, but this shook me to my very core. As far as I know, I still have him blocked on Messenger. Wow. That's terrifying. A random number sent me a long SMS in which he argued that I shouldn't be fucking truck drivers for cheap money while I can when I can hook up with him and his rich friends for more money. I replied that I'm a guy and he probably has <laughs> the wrong number. <laughs> to which he replied he knew who I am and gave me my university dorm address. Oh God. I blocked him instantly, but it creeped me out so much then. It may be a prank, but didn't sound like one. And I was an international student, so I didn't really have friends who would prank me like this. <sighs> but I mean, a good money-making opportunity, it sounds like. <laughs> I mean, it depends on where your morals lie. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'd go for the higher money option. Yeah, for sure. He's just trying to help a brother out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I was writing me on Grinder. I wasn't interested, so I said I wasn't interested. <laughs> Keeps persisting that we should meet tonight. I was like, I'm assuming that means whatever. It's like W slash E. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, whatever. Stopped responding. Then he said he would take his car to come find me. Ew. When I refreshed the app, I saw the distance drop from 3,000 meters to 200 meters. <gasps> Ew. He was like, I'm close now. then i blocked him turned off all the lights in my apartment i live on the first floor now i'm careful to have distance showing on dating apps oh that's terrifying my friend died in february of 2008 two weeks after his funeral i had a voicemail but no missed call i listened to it and it was my friend who just passed his message said hey call me back biatch let's hang oh no (laughs) Creep me the fuck out. Called the phone company. And the only explanation they could give me was that his phone must have died in the middle of the voicemail sending. And it must have finished when his family charged his phone and turned it back on. Or the afterlife is popping and he wanted him to come party. (laughs) (laughs) A few years ago, when I was still in high school, I had finished class and got off the bus in a city in the city and began walking home. About halfway, this random lady out of nowhere stopped me and said, you will lose your first two seeds to the earth. Ooh. I brushed it off and thought nothing of it. And never again did I ever see this woman or think of it again. Fast forward a couple of weeks ago, I miscarried my first pregnancy and they oh. were twins. Oh, sad and creepy all at the same time. Oh, man, you hear like those stories of people that like run into like a weird person on the street that like says something that makes no sense. And then like years later, they're like, it oh, happens. yeah, it's so creepy. Guy who was my lab partner in high school wrote me a note complete with a picture oh, God. that said, I will kill you and make a sofa out of your skin. Oh, that's lovely. With no context. I still have the note. Oh my gosh. A few years later, he murdered a coworker <gasps> over a computer. 
Oh my gosh. My mom got a phone call at about 2 a.m. one morning. The man on the phone said, Mrs. So-and-so, we've just arrested your son. He's a sick bastard and he's going to pay. We have sent people to your other son's apartment now. Don't expect to ever see them again. They will pay for their crimes. Oh my gosh. She called me frantic, wanting to check I was safe, and then told me that two nights previous, at around the same time, she had similar calls threatening to come after my brother and I. Oh my gosh, that's so creepy. Mm-hmm. I really want to know like what happened in these things, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was driving and my phone went off. I don't answer while driving. I went to voicemail. Good for you. <laughs> there no we go. <laughs> in the car. <laughs> It was a woman in a heavy accent begging for a name to help her. She was pleading into my voicemail saying it wasn't long now and to please hurry. The voice faded away almost like they slowly pulled the phone away from their head and the line went dead. I called the number back. I was almost panicking with confusion over what was going on, but it was no longer in service. Kept me up for days. Oh, that is sad. Oh, I have a real one. Do you? We will see. (laughs) I stopped dating a guy and eventually stopped replying to him after he got creepy. Man, that's such a relatable thing. Yeah. <sighs> guys, why could be so creepy? And don't send dick pics, guys. Girls never want to see them unless they specifically ask you for them. They never want to see them. They just laugh at them. And show all their friends. Yeah, just don't do it. So if you don't want your dick seen by everyone... don't do it just don't Uh, weeks later he sent me a picture of mutilated male genitals and a message (gasps) along the lines of willie reply to me now ew no no because one you don't have a fucking dick anymore so (laughs) (laughs) and two you've been creepy from the beginning yeah dang Uh, there's so many of these i'll just do like a couple more okay Someone posted a postcard through our door without a stamp on it and said, we are watching you with a drawn smiley face. Ew. It was addressed to me and had our address written on it. Creepy indeed. Oh, I hate that. This might have been spam, but I got a voicemail about a month ago from a local prison asking if I can accept a call from an inmate. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I would. I feel like how cool would that be? Make a conversation <laughs> with like, I don't know. I'd be afraid that like I'd somehow give out too much information that they'd be able to like find me. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ashley. There is a website here in Canada <laughs> called Canadian Inmates Connect. Oh no. And it is a dating site run by this like woman in her house. But she basically has all of these guys from the federal prisons make up like a dating profile. And then they would like, she connects them with somebody like, so it could be pen pals or whatever. And on their bios, and she's like a picture of them somewhere in the jail. Um, and then it says like name, what they're looking for and what they're in for. And it's so funny because their bios are all like, I'm such a sweet guy. I'm very sensitive. And then it's like in for, I don't know, like attempted murder and, and convicted <laughs> of arson. Like, oh God. <laughs> sometimes women are crazy, man. They like, I mean, you see how they just go crazy for like serial killers and stuff and like want to marry them. I, I don't get it. Oh, yeah. That's the girl. She's not that pretty or something like that. 
from my ex after a while after we split in my home at night at an angle you could only see if you were on my balcony. First floor is more like patio, but the look field is more like balcony. I got up to turn around and heard a bang and a scurry and, a, and assuming she fled into the night. Oh, and she lived about two and a half hours away. Okay. Hate that. I'm going to just finish with this one. Um, Because it's number 22 and that's my lucky number. I once received a message from a random number saying, how's your show? I was, in fact, watching TV, but I just deleted it and kept on with my night. Yeah. I got a text again around 10 minutes later saying, please don't ignore me. Ignoring me makes me very angry. I started to get kind of freaked out. And then I get the last text. It says, I'll always be watching. Look outside. And from across the street light comes on. And from across the street a light comes on in an upstairs window and I see a vague silhouette of someone waving long story short, this guy wasn't even living in that house. And after I called the police, I filed a restraining order and haven't seen the guy since. Oh, Ashley made it yourself. I said, that's terrifying. I I hate that. I heard a joke today that I wanted to tell and I can't remember it. Oh no. That's gone. (laughs) oh well oh well well. let's see if i can find a creepy joke (laughs) this is one for you rochelle okay why do we tell actors to break a leg um i don't know because every play has a cast (laughs) (laughs) why did the scarecrow win an award Ooh, why because he was outstanding in his field (laughs) He did a good job. Why couldn't the bicycle stand up on its own? Because he is too tired. Yeah. This this, this suggestion was actually funny joke. So let's see. (laughs) (laughs) A man walks into a pet store and asks for a dozen bees. The clerk carefully counts out 13 bees out onto the counter. That's one too many, says the customer. The clerk replies, it's a freebie. (laughs) I like a freebie. (laughs) That was a good one. Well, we hope that our two stories did not give you too many nightmares. (laughs) They were both equally terrifying. (laughs) And we hope that you will come back next week when we will bring you two new stories. Rate, rate, review, subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. You can rate us on Spotify now. I made Dustin give us five stars last night um and he obliged which is nice that is nice Um, thank you thank you so everyone else do the same or i will be angry and send you a letter to your oh no (laughs) and you can find us at historiesandmysteries.ca and we are on facebook and instagram at histories and mysteries i promise i won't actually do that disclaimer um but yeah if you've got any weird weird notes and stuff like that send them in tell us about it yeah that'd be really interesting to hear all right all right well we look forward to bring you two new stories next week bye, bye.